Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel. iHealth Radio, where do you host Hurricane H? New day, new show. Excellent topic, a different angle. And we've had a few different angles, but there's always a new angle. And, and our angle today is tying something that we might not even think about. It's light energy and how it you can actually heal through through use of, of such an energy. Uh, with with an, uh, an innovator, <laughs> I, would, I would refer to him as an innovator because he is. Uh, someone who actually dabbled with this world of of uh, abundant stuff around us that we might not even you know take heed to or even pay attention to, but but he did, and he created a whole concept that actually helps people with a lot of things in their physical aspect, and I guess even mind aspect and more. And I'm 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 not qualified to talk about it more because I don't even know more, and I'm going to ask a lot of the questions because I'm eager to learn more. So without any further ado, I have with me Tom Palladino. Tom, welcome to the show. A pleasure. Thank you, Hurricane. Uh, my pleasure, dude. This this is awesome. I saw when we connected, I saw the, the discussion topic. I was like, yes, definitely must have on the show. And we're definitely going to like ride the a whole hour of, of uniqueness here and uh, probably a treat for a lot of folks. And, you know, there are people out there that probably don't want to just use conventional medicine, whatever the case may be, or just looking for different angles in their health. You are definitely bringing something new. So, so without ever do, you know, uh, Tom, let's talk about your journey that got you into scalar, right? That's the the scalar energy. Is that, am I saying right? Yes, scalar energy. Yes, scalar, Tesla, scalar. Energy. Tesla, Tesla energy. Tesla energy. It, Perfect. Some people might call it zero point energy. Others might call it uh, tachyon energy or pyramid energy. This is a, an instrument, that's a scalar energy instrument that controls scalar energy. So we're not going to speak about electricity. We're going to speak about energy from the sun, the stars. That's what I work with. Oh, Scalar uh, energy instruments that capture the free energy of the sun and the stars. Ooh, that's deep. And by the way, there's a lot of that stuff. And, you know, we can talk. I, I'm, I'm, I'm decent with my physics and, you know, the world and, and, and the atoms and all the stuff, but I'm not going to go, you know, deeper than that. <laughs> I'll try to devil with you here. But, but so, so Tesla energy, as you said, zero, uh, zero energy or, or tachyons. Now I'm, I'm familiar with the word tachyons. And, um, you know, it, it, let's start with that. I mean, the star, small, literally small in comparison to others, but it's really, uh, without it, we can't live on this planet, right? Or any, you know, organisms cannot survive. I mean, as you know, right now it's funny because there's a lot of talk about World War Three and and the nuclear stuff. You know, with all the stuff that's going on, and there's always that discussion about nuclear winter and people die. Life as we know it, of course, that's doomsday predictions. But the idea right. is that 
the power of the sun and where the earth specifically stands, you know, we can literally one inch, one left or less than an inch actually will will have devastating, you know, uh, I guess consequences on, on, on the life on earth. And on the other way, we'll just get into a very cold <laughs> winter. And then again, life is at risk in one way or the other. That's amazing. And, and that energy is Again, it's abundant. It's the heliums and nitrogens, the you know, the hydrogens, all the stuff that we hear about in, in, in chemistry and all that is is available. But now that's that's just what we think we know about the sun. I mean, we know it's ninety-two millions, you know, miles away, and you know, we get that sun flare, you know, sunlight about eight minutes or so to Earth, and you know, we enjoy it, right? And then depends on what part of the world we are. We can get a little bit more than or less, depends, right? So, so all that's good, and we understand it. That's just the basic knowledge that we know. You know, it's good for photosynthesis and you know all the good stuff for plants. But we don't. We know that it's good for our skin, but also can be bad, damaging, cancer-wise, and everything. We know it creates. You know, there's there's some reaction. We get vitamin D. Those are everything that we probably already know about. But Tesla energy for cure for other things. How do you even capture that? I mean, really, yeah. the rays are there. I mean, imagine like, you know, you put an addition just sucking that the energy in. So how do we do that? Yeah, you're, you're right. <clears throat> so how do I do this? Well, the instrument that I've calibrated, I've copied two researchers, Tessa and another one by the name of Hieronymus. And both men were able to what I would call harness scalar energy. Now, how do you do that? Well, it, it's a unique energy, so you need unique instrumentation, but it's all around us. Scalar energy is everywhere. Mm -hmm. So my instruments can pick up the existing atmospheric energy and we can convert it. There's a lot of science here. We can convert it into scalar energy. Now, what have I observed? In my laboratory, or any laboratory for that matter, there's a great deal of electromagnetic energy. So my instrument takes electromagnetic energy, which is in abundance, and then reconverts that back into the initial energy, scalar energy. So I am able to access an electrical impulse, an electrical, if you will, charge, and convert it back into a double helix, which is a standing scalar wave. That, that goes to prove that scalar energy is, has a bi-directional character. You can take electricity, convert it into scalar or scalar and downgrade it into electricity. So with that knowledge and with that ability, now we're able to control both spectrums of energy, electromagnetic and scalar. And now we just have to delve into scalar energy and how can we manipulate, how can we control that energy? What can we do to benefit from that energy, scalar energy? And I have a few ideas that I'll share with the audience today. All right. Well, so Tom, I love that, but I want to just, uh, just for our audience purposes, I mean, you're talking energy and physics and all the stuff. I mean, people are probably going to wonder like, what is Tom's background? I mean, how did you even get into this? I mean, you got to have some sort of a knowledge, you know, about this or, or, or maybe there's not, I don't know. Uh, so just a, a question that that's probably going to be like lurking right now in everybody's mind. Okay. Well, you have to start off with the foundation. You have to have, have a significant understanding of science or in this case, physics. Mm. I, I was in college for a close to 20 years, and I studied. Now, that, that's not full-time because I still had to work, but nonetheless, this has been a long journey on my part. And there's many things that I had to learn or relearn or learn from scratch. So 
really, I would caution people, if you want to get into this, you have to have a significant academic background. And ultimately, then you have to go this alone. All of my discoveries are groundbreaking. They're new. They're different. So you have to depend upon God. There came a time in my, in my 30s that I said, well, I'm going to abandon any type of university study. I have to go this alone. From that point forward, I pursued this course of action, which is groundbreaking once again. And, and I have to rely upon God giving me wisdom. This has never been done before. So I'm happy to say I'm a pioneer. It's, it's laborious. And you really have to be in it in the long run to learn this and to understand this. There's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. Well, thank you, Tom. And and you you touched on a couple of things. One is the the fact that knowledge, right? You had to seek the knowledge and and establish a good base and foundation to be able to to do this. And the other one is you went on this on your own because it is kind of new. Uh, it's probably frowned upon or maybe not even acceptable to some realms because it's not you know through the regular you know system, right? If you want to call it that way. But then I love the idea you said you know it is something you know, from God and, and you had to decide on that. And, you know, I mean, we do have a lot of faiths and beliefs, you know, mo you know, models, I guess, and, and they all have a similarity. And that is, if you do have a good belief and everything kind of comes from that source, right. And uh, it's a good start. And I, I think it's a lovely start because for anyone that has any type of belief, and again, I try to keep, you know, religion a little bit, you know, on, on a balance here because you have different audiences, but the fact is most, most of the major, if not all, uh, have the same, uh, I guess, te uh, tenants and the beliefs are the same and the concept of that there is the power of, of the mighty, almighty, and uh, it, there is some sort of a um, realm that we don't even understand sometimes. And there is that that funnel of information that you get. And many people get that. Uh, maybe not everybody does you know, do, but, but, but it happens. And we've heard stories, you know, over the centuries where people get wake up and they have this voice, they have this this energy, they have this something that they're being told to do and they do, they follow the call. And again, depends what, again, without having to 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 claim any religion, most of these, these beliefs have the same stories or similar stories over the centuries where that happens. And it's, you know, to me personally, I am, uh, you know, I'm on the same, you know, concept. I believe in that. Nothing happens without, I guess, the authority <laughs> and the blessings. And, and, and that happens. And sometimes you are led to something that maybe, and, and all the discoveries, you know, when you think about it, like, well, how did that happen? How did this person even think about this? And when you start deep diving into that, you do realize that there's, there's some sort of a messaging that, that happens where you get that information and you start searching or start looking or even pondering some things. And then the next thing you know, you have a new discovery or a whole new system, right? Uh, you know, all the basics of what we know today had some sort of a story that started with that. So thank you for breaking that out. And I think it's it's important to have that. Now, I know in the science world, you know, there is some contradiction where sometimes some some folks may not believe in both or combine science and religion. Uh, I am actually of the opposite belief whereby both can't coexist. As a matter of fact, science is part of, you know, God's planning and <laughs> what we do in life. And, uh, you know, everything around us, I think science is for us to prove, you know, the existence of God and things. But again, I mean, I'm not a scientist personally, but but I, I'm good in it and I love that that world and I can even justify religion with it. And again, it's not about me, but just that as, a, as a platform foundation, you know, for people that are listening, you know, uh, whatever you believe in, that's cool. You're in the science world. That's great. You're in the religious, you're in the mix. You know, we, uh, we love everybody equally and we want everybody to actually understand. But the fact of the matter is that our guest, Tom, has 
something unique. And that's how that is unique. And and you you have access to this to your own belief. So I well, we admire that and we respect that. So so now let, what was that journey? I mean, you're you're there, you're praying, you hear this, or how did that happen? I mean, just because again, it's I, I'm assuming that's an important piece of this story. It, it is, and you're very astute. So it really is the word of God, and I believe God has led me all along. I want to make this clear once again. What I've learned is not is not uh, readily available in a textbook. It's certainly not taught at the university level. So my research is groundbreaking. Now, I had the great benefit to meet uh, a a scientific family, the Hieronymus family, that was developing scalar energy instruments. I met them back in 93 and 94. And this family of researchers, Hieronymus, would actually sell me scalar energy instruments. So with that, if you will, that footing and that that ability to purchase scale energy instruments and to see their operation, that was a great benefit. I could I could forward, I could advance my career uh, leaps and bounds with what I learned from this family. So it's really been passed on from one generation to another, from Tesla to other researchers, Hieronymus. And now I've I've inherited the instruments of Galen Hieronymus, the American inventor. I am trying to promulgate this work. I want the world to see that this is free energy. Scared energy is free energy from the sun and the stars. Hence, it offers great prospect, especially now when we're in the throes of an energy crisis. The world should start paying attention to this. So, so Tom, thank you. Now, now you, you refer to the sun and the energy from the sun. How, I mean, someone can say, well, that's solar energy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so there are, there are, the, I guess, enterprises and there are, you know, government agencies and there's some, some uh, push towards that. I mean, yeah. you know, Tesla, I mean, you know, yeah. not the inventor, but what Tesla is the company. I mean, it's, it's the first electric stuff, but that's electric. I'm sorry. You know, uh, not solar. I mean, I'm trying to think it's solar panels. There you go. That's what I'm trying to, my example. I mean, right. there's, there's a whole wave of that now and there's solar plants all over, but not heavily used. Not right. not commonly used. I mean, you see some stuff available. Is that very similar to the scalar energy, you know, concept, more instruments, or they're Somewhat. just cousins? <laughs> they're, they're cousins. That's All a good right. way to put it. Right. <laughs> good. So the scalar energy that I'm referring to, this star energy or solar energy, it never weakens. It never dies off. In other words, once you capture it, it exists. So if we have an electrical wire, so to speak, and we have a charge running through that wire, it experiences a die-off or entropy. Or if you light a, a campfire, that, that light, that energy, eventually will consume the source, so to speak, the wood, and no longer exist. Scanner energy is a perpetual energy. It never dies off. It does not experience entropy. So when we're working with this energy, scalar energy, it offers us an unlimited supply of energy from the sun and the stars. And the energy never weakens. It never dies off. So if you were working with scanner energy and you could capture this energy from the sun and the stars, you could operate your car indefinitely. A car running on scanner energy could travel a million miles. You would never have to recharge it. It would simply be accessing, extracting energy from the atmosphere. Now, Nikola Tesla apparently developed this scanner energy car. He took out the combustion engine and he just set up a scalar energy engine inside the car. And this car would 
work effortlessly without any pollution because there's no combustion. And Tesla was able to run about, accelerate and deaccelerate in this car, an infinite supply of energy. He never had to recharge it. He just accessed this energy from the sun and the stars. So that's, that's where we're going. Infinite supply of energy in which you will no longer have an energy crisis. An infinite supply of energy that has no carbon footprint. It's the perfect energy. It, it, it sounds, by the way, I listen, this, the star is, is, you know, it's always like, you know, alive, right? I mean, until it runs out of hydrogen or whatever chemical you know, reaction that's in it. But, but it's funny, I'm listening to you and, you know, I, I do kind of watch a little bit of, of, you know, science stuff and physics and all that. And the key term singularity comes in where you can, you know, uh, maybe harness that type of energy in a lab and we've seen some of those movies where they kind of portray a little bit that i mean one that comes to mind uh, chain reaction keanu reeves and, and i think morgan freeman a while ago this was like 90s or early 2000 it was about similar concept where that energy is going to be created in, in in there and that could be immense but then there was some political stuff and you know things didn't work out the way they were but but the idea is that to your point, if this is such an existing with it, which exists, it's real. I mean, the universe operates in, in a lot of aspects that way. We just now, as humans, we will be able to harness it and utilize it. Uh, the application of this is is just completely unbelievable. I mean, to your point, I mean, you you get the example of a car, but imagine cities running, you know, with with no no crisis. Uh, you know, I mean, the economy, everything can flourish. I mean, you don't run out. I mean, again, we talked about nuclear problem, right? Well, an, EM, an EMP can destroy everything, right? But not, not if you have an actual source of energy that can be available to you readily. So there's that 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 difference in 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 aspect there. But but when you think about it, I mean, this is deep stuff, and it sounds simple, it sounds great, but but it is scary for for a lot of people because like that's like a change. I mean, just think about you know electric cars, and I think that's where my my brain was earlier. Electric right. cars, electric cars are like. They think of the future and that were and you know there's still a debate about that and they're still not uh heavily adopted all over the world uh they're still kind of you know put back a little bit on the corner side operational piece it's not really the thing but imagine your thing comes into play now i mean you're competing against all these other <laughs> industries you know the carbon you know world the the which is basically right. and the gas you know and then you have you know the, the electric the electric i think they confuse in quickly because they can cer certainly see what the value is i mean because this is to your point it's going to help them but but everything else can be a little bit challenging so that that's just the application in terms of live uh, and, and I'm talking material world, right? But then when you think about physical life, you know, and I know that you have a whole system about this and we'll talk about it shortly. You know, it, it is just, uh, when I hear it, I mean, it's like, whoo, this is something we want. Now, the question is, I, I know you, you're working on this. Um, how far are you in terms of maybe making this a reality for us out there? If God gives me the wisdom, I'm going to say within the next five to 10 years, I'm getting very close the next five to 10 years. Cool. That, that's in the scale of things, that's nothing. I mean, five years ago, I like nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, even we're talking about electricity and all the stuff, we're thinking about maybe 10, 20 years before you get that. I mean, we all seen the movies and things when you have flying cars and you need you need some energy that cannot possibly blow up. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> this can make that happen. I mean, planes, you know, not don't have to worry about, you know, fuel in the air, right? I mean, 
going to space now i mean you know all that stuff that they need i mean you have those big you know uh panels solar panels i mean you can have an you know uh, uh what do you call it uh, uh i guess an engine that operates with with scalar energy and you're done i mean it's like the next thing and then but this is going to be the thing uh of the future uh so so first of all I, I I do believe that it is happening. I do believe it exists. I do believe that you have the ability, and I I do wish that I see it actually, you know, making, uh, uh you know, a real entrance to the world and utilization, uh, and that would be a great thing. And and by the way, it would be an honor for me to even have this conversation, knowing that in a few years, uh, you will be the one that is actually driving all this this new you know concept. By the way, there's nothing far fetched about it. I mean. People introduce new technology all the time and new aspect. I mean, it is challenging. You might probably get some bumps on the road because you just, you know, <laughs> challenging the status quo. But so that, you know, I mean, Elon Musk and Tesla and all these other, you know, entities. But but hey, listen, it's a new world, right? You got to look at the future and the future needs to have different from where we are. And we all know fossil fuels will eventually end up, you know, and, you know, they're not going to be there forever. Plus the damage that they do to the atmosphere and our health and everything else not good at all so so you are really in the verge of changing the world literally i mean uh that's that's, that's how that's i would describe best, it yeah. yeah let's let's just be blunt it's a new energy it's a new way of doing things it's far exceeds the ability of the existing electromagnetic spectrum the if you will the grid system that we have now no i i want to make this very clear this has been done before Nikola Tesla was able to take light bulbs. He planted those light bulbs in the ground. Mm. And at a distance, he was able to illuminate those light bulbs at a distance. Now, I can do that locally in my, in my uh, laboratory. If, if you can do a screen share, I can show you some of the photographs in which in my laboratory, I can illuminate light bulbs locally. Now, you got the ring. That, okay. What does that mean to, to, to your audience? Well, if with a scalar energy instrument, I can illuminate a light bulb locally, then the day is coming that I should be able to do that at a distance. If you take a look at that um, light bulb, it's still in the factory packaging. Mm -hmm. That's a scalar energy instrument. You see the two Tesla coils in the background. Yeah. And the light is illuminated. So there's ambient energy. There's, there's enough energy in that atmosphere to excite that fluorescent tube. That's not an electrical device. That's a scalar energy device. Can you see that clearly? Yeah, no, I see the two cylinders there, the like the Tesla, as you said, the towers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh wow. So that is not that is that that's not even connected to them. It just no, being there. No, no, it's not connected. Now look carefully at the at the packaging. It's plastic packaging. The light bulb is still in the plastic packaging. Yep, yep. Okay, wow. So that's, that's a demonstration of free energy in my laboratory in which I can illuminate a light bulb locally. Mm. So this is the beginning of, if you will, this wireless transmission of energy in which we can illuminate a building at a distance without a substation, without a satellite, without electrical wires, without any conduit in your home or your factory. It's all done just like a cell phone. If you can have a cell phone call, a wireless cell phone call, then eventually we will have wireless energy to illuminate the world. All right. So, so a couple of things, you know, for someone just like me, I mean, I see the towers right now, the Teslas, right? Um, you know, there's obviously some some energy that's being formed. I, I understand that clearly, but 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 that bulb was close enough. Now, someone will say, well, 
you know, how big those towers need be before you can get a your connection, you know, further out. That's one. Then, right. go ahead. That, that's, that's the next hurdle. So I have to amplify that energy. So let's call that 1x. Well, I'm, I'm developing techniques in which I can amplify that energy 1,000x or a million x. And if that's the case, then I can send that energy a million miles away and illuminate an object a million miles away. So this is tenable. You know, you have to start somewhere. Where I've started is reality. I can illuminate objects locally. So again, with God's timing and God's wisdom, I should be able to illuminate objects halfway around the world. Well, thank you for clarifying. First of all, it's not far-fetched because, I mean, in order for us to have electricity in our homes, I mean, we do bring electricity supply to the house, right, to the homes. Uh, you know, same thing with your phone, everything. I mean, you have to connect certain things in your house to have the access. Well, similarly, you can have your own Teslas <laughs> or unit, you know, local unit that actually would help you for, for the house. So I, I'm talking just for a practical, you know, household reason. But then to your point for citywide, for more like, you know, larger scale, well, it can have like we do have this electrical or electricity, you know, uh, what do you call them? Uh, hubs that are in different townships that actually produce the electricity and connect that. So you can have that same thing that yeah. cell towers. Uh, now, yes. now that that's I can see that vision, you know, just as you know, scaling up. Which, by the way, like everything else, you and I love what you said. You got to start somewhere. It has to start. It's the idea. Uh, it's not even like you said. This is something that's been done. Now, someone can question. Well, why didn't Tesla pursue it further? Uh, and I, and we know there's politics behind that because there's all kind of different stories behind Tesla, you know, and uh, all what happened with electricity and all that. So, what would you say to that? Tesla did pursue it, but there were uh, very nefarious forces, evil forces that blocked him. Um, the very wealthy international bankers realized what Tesla was doing, that Tesla had free energy devices. And had that gone to market, then that would have upset the coal industry, the oil industry. That would have upset the copper manufacturing, would have upset the new and, and emerging uh, AC electrical grid. It would have changed everything. Now, keep in mind, if something is free, then collapsing of the monopolies, collapsing of that existing military-industrial complex follows. Now, if Tesla would have had his way and we would have had free energy, then society would look very different than what it does today. So, Tom, <laughs> just just similarly, now, now it's Tom, not Tesla, you know, what 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 are some of those hurdles? Would you do you assume that you'll have some similar resistance? Oh sure, oh sure. The you know, in many ways the media is controlled by the Rockefellers, and so there's there's a smear campaign that they'll come they'll they'll orchestrate against me. But you can't stop the hand of God, and you can't argue with the laws of science. I my instruments abide by the laws of science. So if it's true, then I can prove that by the laws of science, which are immutable. So eventually the people, with, with sound reasoning, they'll bring this forward. They'll realize that you cannot lie when it comes to light. Light does not deceive. Light energy is always true. It's always valid. Well, energy is is everything. I mean, that's we can get deeper. I mean, everything around us is energy. We are energy. We are the same as the stars. You know, some refer to us stardust. I would refer to us as we have the same quarks like everything else around the universe. So the energy we emit energy ourselves, right? I mean, we're conductors, but also we have our own. Uh, there's energy when we meet with people, right? That's that's different. We don't 
kind of comprehended well enough, but it's there. But you're right. But but now, nevertheless, I, I think there is, to your point, I mean, there's going to be resistance. But if, as you go and explain this concept as a, maybe not as a substitute, but maybe as an add-on, you know, as a backup, man, I think that's that's a good way to start because I think if people see it not as a threat, maybe as a resource, as a, an opportunity, yeah. uh, considering the world, that may be a whole different way of approaching it. And maybe you'll have less resistance and, you know, like the old story, right? You, you, you don't go against the current, you kind of work with the current and, yeah. you know, and you give it time. And I know I'm not, that's, yeah. that your, your theory, right. I mean, your step, your, your, your concept is going to be yours, but this will be like, you know, how I would look at it, but it is something that definitely needs to have, you know, uh, a light on and certainly get to fruition because I think it will help us as a humanity uh, because you know what it is. Anything can happen in 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 a heartbeat, right? I mean, solar flare, boom, no more everything that we know of technology. Now you don't if you don't have a substitute energy that's readily available, we will still have the sun, so therefore we will not have a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that would be the challenge that we would have. So so again, I, I congratulate you for, for even coming out and talking about it because you know, and taking the, the challenge because I know it's not gonna be easy and it, I'm sure it hasn't been easy. Uh but like every other pioneer in history and innovator, they always were faced with criticism and, and resistance. And, uh, you know, they were even casted out from society and all of the different things because of how they approach it. Specifically, when you have a unique approach, when you say, God told me that's going to even change it more. Now, of course, you'll get a good following when people will fade, but but you have a little bit of resistance. <laughs> Unfortunately, those are not the people in control in general. So that's another story. But yeah. but you'll have so there is that. I mean, it, there is a risk, but but it is worth the risk. I'm assuming because you're bringing something new, like you know somebody that's that's solving a problem for all humanity. Yes, and and, and that's a good field by itself. Yeah. I mean, uh, somebody's got to do it. You're doing it, and so there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, you're right. That's the purpose of research. That's the purpose of my work. I solve problems. Okay, if we have a problem, let's go about and solve it. Let's define the problem and then find the solution. So, again, within the next five to 10 years, I think I should be able to present a working model of a free energy instrument in which we can eliminate objects at a distance. You know, presently, my work, I've been very successful in working with people with these scalar energy instruments, and I'm able to work with microorganisms, germs and destroy, break apart those microorganisms. So that's one of the functions that I've developed, one of the one of the benefits to be derived from scalar energy. So Tom, before we get into that, I just wanted to uh, talk about one thing that people also would ask. I mean, looking at towers, looking at energy being, I guess, propulsion, you know, in, in the world and, 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 and exchange in the air, uh, EMFs come to mind, right? You know, uh, that's the closest thing to to kind of maybe give an analogy. I mean, they're real. We feel them, the phones, all the stuff, the Faraday cage, you know, concept. We have to protect yourself, all those things. So that comes to mind. Do you see any, I mean, there is a risk with EMFs. Would there be any risk with, with, with your concept of scalar energy? Very good question. I've never seen it, and I'll tell you why, for two reasons. I've never experienced this with 30 years of researching and working with scalar energy instruments. And then secondly, on account of the fact that the sun and the stars have been with us since the beginning of creation, nobody has died. Nobody has had any illness because of starlight. Not that I know of. 
Well, someone could say, well, the, the cancer, skin cancer is, is directed to the sun exposure, direct rays. So how do we tackle that one? That's electromagnetic that causes that. Electromagnetic energy will disrupt the cellular function. Scalar energy enhances this, this, the cellular function. So when we're receiving these gamma rays or beta waves or certain types of frequency from the electromagnetic spectrum that have been shown to be harmful to cellular mechanisms, yes, that's true. I've never experienced any harm from the scalar dimension, never. So I think scalar energy is not only harmless, but it is life-giving to electricity, which is entropy now. And the wrong type of electricity will cause disease and death and decay. Interesting. So, so really, so scalar energy is almost like a pure form of energy that is that the cells will accept as opposed to will have to fight and collide with. Correct. Correct. I, I firmly believe it's a divine character. Scale energy is directly from God. It's divine in origin, and it cannot do harm. Love it. I, you yeah. can't, you, I can't debate that. <laughs> you know, if you believe in the divine, you, can, you can't challenge that. I mean, you have to, to believe in it and accept it. And again, I mean, uh, one thing just for our audiences, you know, as we're talking about this, whatever you've your your views, your opinions, you're entitled to them, and um, it, that's a good thing. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the best things that we have is the ability to have the, the contrast of ideology, and that's great. So again, just to caution everybody, so these are you know the discussion we're having is about something that maybe not for everyone to understand, or maybe it's you know maybe it's even taboo, maybe it's not even real. It doesn't matter how you look at it, whatever angle, but nevertheless, it is. It exists, and it's definitely something that we can give attention to. What's I always say this: What's the harm into it, right? You know, let's look at it and take it to the end. You can always, to your point, science is great. You can you put it to the test. If it works, it works. You can't deny that, and that's that's the beauty about this. So, regardless of the source, how we believe it in, whether we believe in it blindly or not, the concept is that it's real and it's here and it's it's it's. Existing, it's been put to the test. We looked at a quick demo. Now, obviously, it's a quick demo. Maybe, maybe one day we can look at it from a whole thing. And by the way, I think in website you have a lot of more stuff available, and you have also some videos. I think on YouTube as well. So there's more for 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 the audiences to watch and stuff. Again, I'm only anticipating some of the folks that may have reactions to this. All reactions are welcome. And at the end of the day, it's actually sometimes the more you you criticize the more you want to criticize the more you learn about something <laughs> and it's got a you know an adverse effect and guess what you become a follower and and a believer so you never know how that plays it's just yeah, amazing, it's very right? good i agree <laughs> i agree we have to ask questions i want people to ask questions that's why i tell people go to my website look at the four thousand testimonies on my website and then you decide yeah I, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, and I, and I appreciate it. Now, now let's talk about. I think we've covered the, the, the harmful potential. Uh, you know, if there is any, but now let's talk about. Uh, and certainly, the, the next one will almost negate the harmfulness of this because, as we talk about how you can destroy bacteria and bad, bad things, you know, that just shows that it's good for the, you know, for the bad thing against the bad things, and you know, not bad for you, uh, because okay. if it helps you to get rid of bad things, then, then this is yeah. positive for you. So let me start by saying, again, we're not working with electricity. When I work with these scalar energy instruments, I work with photographs of people. Now, follow me. We're having, having a conversation with Hurricane by way of a video. 
Hmm. Obviously, you're not in my office. I'm not in your office. We can share, we can communicate, what, telephonically through, hmm. through video. Well, I communicate with people by way of their photograph. A scalar energy instrument will look at a person's photograph, understand what type of virus or bacterium is infecting that person, and through information, we'll send information into that force field to destroy that virus or that bacterium. So I never work with people. This is not a biological process. It's an informational process in which a photograph of a person, my photograph, reports the viruses, the bacteria, the parasites that I have. And the instrument will go and find those viruses, bacteria, and parasites and destroy them. Oh, wow. Now, 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 now you get into like almost teleportation and some other. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that's a good point. See, people bilocate to my laboratory. So you do not leave your physical presence. You teleport. You bilocate to my laboratory. Very good. And how do you bilocate or teleport through the scalar realm? You can be in two places at once. So I never treat people in the flesh, I treat their bilocated their, or their teleported version. Yes, this is teleportation. Yes. I mean, I mean, this is this is the next best thing I would say, you know, in teleportation until we, we are able to literally, you know, take the whole body and transport it, you know, in, in molecular, at a molecular atomic level, I would say, or, or subatomic level to, to transport. By the way, I do believe that teleportation is, is, is potential. They have tested it, I think, at the atom level. Uh, I mean, this is not, you know, fake, this is real science, but it just hasn't been at a larger scale, which again, just a matter of time before you get the right instruments and the right possibilities. And then Star Trek will become beam me up. Scotty will be real. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be beaming up. Travel will be a lot easier. <laughs> it, will, it will be easier because it becomes non-physical in a scalar energy dimension. You lose your physical body. You become spirit. And because you become spirit, then you're no longer subject to gravity or you're no longer subject to time and space. So teleportation is, is, a fun, is one of the functions, if you will, of, of being in a scalar energy environment. The cause of teleportation is a scalar energy dimension. And hence, you can only teleport in a scalar energy environment. You cannot teleport in an electromagnetic environment. Well, again... We, quantum physics is all about energy and it's all about you know and, and again there's there's a lot of theory well not theories they're kind of proven to a degree that you have the time and space and all the stuff all these constructs are kind of like happening at the same time past future present all of all of it is happening and and this is this in the world of science it it's clear in the world of non-science it's kind of like oh my god this is weird uh in the world of of religion sometimes that's acceptable sometimes that's not depends on how you look at it from the religious aspect of it so there's still a lot of ambiguity around it or at least you know doubt and and not so clear aspects it's not something that we but if you look at 50 years ago what we're able to do right now to your point we are talking uh i mean literally if we had the meta right now you'll be sitting in front of me i'll be sitting with you in the same you know room uh, I mean, in the holograms now that that there are some advanced holograms where you can actually project people in a holographic, you know, yeah. mode as opposed to in, in real mode. So it's getting there, just a matter of getting to that point where you can physically kind of 
move from one location to the other one without actually physically moving and, and just kind of beam up to the other side. Now, it sounds like Star trek It sounds like, you know, space world here. It sounds like, you know, it's uh, fictitious. But science is rooted in, in you know, in, in uh, sci-fi, actually. is rooted in a lot of science. And if you look at stories on the history of sci-fi, many things we saw 50 years, 40 years ago, ideas that people thought about, they're real today. You know, it's it's like you're like, wow, this is what they thought about. I mean, you have a you know a little earpiece right now, and you can talk into it. <laughs> you yes. know, who would have known? Really? I mean, the phones were like big. I mean, you can have an implant and and be able to discuss with with people without having to have a device with you. I mean, there's so many things that are even advanced that we don't even know. In a, I mean, some some of it is public, some of it is probably still tech that is available in militaries and stuff like that. So, but but the technologies are there, and they're only and we move in a speed of light when it comes to these things. I mean, it's moving rapidly. Uh, our discussion today proves that as well that there is more to this. But now, so I wanted to, again, for for the skeptics, because I mean, you're talking about, I'm going to look at you, and you're going to tell me what you have, and I'm going to be able to send you some stuff. Uh, if you believe in energy, if you believe in you know in that world, I mean, you, you would probably understand it more. Not everybody does, unfortunately, but but the fact is. That remains, you know, something that people probably question. Uh, or at least you'll have a, a small percentage of people that would accept it. And a lot more will be like, what are you talking about, right? Uh, now, you have demonstrated testimonials, as you said. So what are some of the things that you've kind of treated? Or at least you have somebody, for example, goes to a doctor. Here's my diagnosis. This is bad. And then they use your, you know, scalar energy concept. And then a month later or a day later, poof, it's gone. I mean, do we have any of those that we can claim to the to, to the audiences as they watch and listen right now? We do when it comes down to a, a microorganism, a microbe. Okay. The way I've calibrated these instruments and the fact that it's so easy to identify, you have to identify a problem. It's so easy to identify a microbe by way of its photograph. I can identify the problem. This is the herpes virus. And if I use this photograph in conjunction with my instrument, my instrument will find, detect, seek out, and destroy the herpes virus in a person. So the fact that I can identify a virus by way of its photograph allows me to not only define the problem, but to solve the problem through this force field, through that holographic signature on a photograph. So my claim now is that as long as I have a photograph of a microorganism, I can destroy it. And I mean that quite literally. So that's the advance that I've made. Well, so now I'm going to talk about the sea world. I mean, cancer, uh, yeah. we... And or even the uh, the C word can be also Corona. So <laughs> you know, yeah. you know Corona has been a, you know more of a recent you know, but but that's that's a little bit. But but either way, so we all see in the pictures of the coronavirus. We all see like cancer cells, you know, in imagery. Um, if someone literally sends you that, um, would you be able to actually determine and and do it? Is it the same, you know, as microscopic? It's not the same. I, okay. I cannot arrest. I cannot in any way alter the cancer cell. I wish I could. I'm working on that technique now. But I can, any type of virus, provided I have a photograph of that virus, including a COVID-19, I can disassemble the molecular bonds of any virus. So we're, we're getting there. It's a stepping stone. And if I can perfect this as I have with microorganisms, then I, there should be some technique for me to perfect so that I can recreate or reprogram the human DNA or, or what I would call the mutated cell. 
Cancer is some type of mutation. I have to correct that with scalar energy. If I can do that, then I can then I can move forward. Well, that would be the next evolution, if 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 anything, right? I mean, again, you are micro microscopic, but to your point, I mean, if you can get to the the microscopic version of as it starts or the genetic piece where it just beginning, you probably can use the same, you know, the ideology or the same formula. But again, again, we're talking about something that most people would probably like think like, you know, you guys are talking just crap. And <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, because I, I always try to anticipate what people's reaction will be. So I'm just usually ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. The more I accept yeah. the... Uh, I'll give this, this is an example for the audience. Yeah. I'm holding up a photograph of a clinic. This is a clinic in Delhi, India. It's called Om Prakash. And this clinic has over, oh, 5,000 people who at one time were HIV positive, okay, Om Prakash. Now, after working with the people at this clinic, the story is, now this is from what I've garnered from, the, from this crowd of people. Nobody, nobody at this clinic has any viral load left of the HIV virus, which is quite telling, which is quite promising. So meaning what? what? What does that mean to your audience? Everybody at that clinic who submitted their photograph to me is now feeling better. Everybody. The gentleman in the very center, that gentleman in an orange shirt, his name is Sahil. I treated his photograph in 2017. He was positive with HIV for about 13 years, approximately 13 years. After I treated his photograph, Sahil, the founder of this group, He's never had a viral load since. And so he now has introduced this, this technique, this quantum healing to his entire group. We've worked with over 5,000 people at the HIV clinic, Om Prakash in Delhi, India. And in so doing, after our sessions, people, they all say that they feel better. And not one person has a viral load after we've worked with them, not one. So I'll, I'll let the evidence stand on its own merit. 5,000 people tell me that they feel better. Well, that's a pretty good track record right now. Well, no, I, listen, I mean, a lot of studies are much less, <laughs> you know, universes. So, so definitely that is, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, people say documentation is a stage is, I mean, I, you know, all kind of skeptical stuff, you know, usually comes up and, and, and it's a matter of, you know, reaching and learning. Right. And yeah. that's always going to be the challenge of any innovation or anything that's, you know, break, breaking the, the obvious, you know, yeah. systems or processes, right. You yes. are, you're, you're in uncharted territories that they call it. And you're, yes, you're right. <laughs> you're talking, you know, you, you are building against a lot of forces because in one end, you know, now you're talking about curing, you know, disease that, maybe a, a good revenue <laughs> you know stream right. for a lot of industries you and on the other hand is like you know giving energy so you're touching a lot of industries Tom. <laughs> that's a no tough. i am you're absolutely right this is going to be a game changer I, I'm, you see the gigantic picture here this is no small doings we're going to change society with this invention well, scalar energy will change society it will change the economic picture it will change the medical landscape it will change revenue. It will change the way insurance companies look at insurance claims for medical claims. Uh, That's my word. <laughs> oh, it is? Okay. Eventually, it will be free energy for, for the world. So that's mm -hmm. going to have a significant impact on the energy uh, industry. So 
yes, that that day is coming very quickly, if I may, may ask. Sure, sure. We have time. Here's, here's another uh, uh, photo I want to share with your audience. This is a PCR test. Now, this PCR test was submitted to us after the scalar energy sessions. This is with the group at Om Prakash in Delhi, India. And after the individual submitted their photograph, they had a follow-up PCR test. And you look at those red arrows and it says HIV RNA not detected. Okay? It's an undetectable viral load. After this individual had been infected and positive, clinically uh, tested for the HIV virus, now after our sessions, nobody has any viral load. The HIV virus is not detected. That we've, we've substantiated that with hundreds of people at this clinic. So this is beyond a chance. This is not a chance. This is beyond just an accident with one laboratory. Uh, 5,000 people cannot lie about their, their state of health. No, no, Tom, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in third person. Yeah, yeah well, so, but now, now that's in India. Now, are there any studies or any similar results that you have, let's say, in the States? Yes. Or a more... I would say, here's the thing. People say, well, it's in India. I mean, you can have yeah. a document made or manufactured, whatever. But now, uh, okay. you, know, I, 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 you know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? So, no, so, I get it. And I'm, by the way, I'm not, for my, my Indian folks, this is not no, about I, putting down. It's just that the ideology that, that is in the Western world, like, you know, if it's not Western enough, uh, you know, it's not, I guess, the, the best moment. <laughs> so it's more no, for the audiences. <laughs> a fair point, a fair point. So uh, with individuals, we've, We've proven that after the scalar energy sessions here in the States, in Canada, in North America, that they no longer have a viral load here in the United States and Canada. But that's just one person at a time. You know, it's not a clinical study. Why do I reference that in India? Well, it's the first time a clinic has ever decided to work with this. And the sheer numbers, mm -hmm. over 5,000 people go on record by saying that they feel better. And everybody who's had a follow-up PCR test, there's no viral load. So I wish I could do a clinical-style study in the United States with 5,000 people, but that's that's not happened here. Not yet. That's, not, not yet. I would not say. yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of, you know, I guess small places or like testing places where they would like to to maybe get involved in the process. I mean, have you looked into it? I... I I do look into it and I welcome anybody to come forward and work with me. You know, I'm an open book. I want to prove this, but to be quite blunt, there's a lot of money to be, to be lost here. If this proves to be true, what, what would, what would academia have to say to this? What would the pharmaceutical industry have to say to this? The easy way to eradicate a pathogen that, that remains to be seen. Well, that's that's a tough question. I mean, to your point, like um, it is, it is what it is. You're right. I mean, it will impact a lot of ways. But but historically, people adapt to what's the next best thing, right? And then they'll find a way to monetize it, regardless. So I'm sure somebody is going to find a way to turn the cash flow from any type of energy, any type of stuff, and you know, maybe regulate it to a degree. I mean, it it's it's just that, right? And, and so. But but to your point, to what degree, when, and that's why I said earlier, if it is added as a side gig, as a side, you know, helper kind of energy, as opposed to a predominant, maybe it will transit eventually as a mainstream. But if if you use that angle, I think that's a better way of of you know getting into it because you'll get more, I guess, um, 
buying. <laughs> and at least that's yeah. just my theory. Um, yeah. You know, but 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 nevertheless, it is not something you would stop because of that. That that's that shouldn't be the fear. The the, the work should still continue because that's the other thing. Anybody in this this the history of mankind to date that that had achieved some new cutting edge technology or innovation, you know, they had to go through the same skepticism. They had to go through the same you know uh, pushback, and they had to get to the same you know risk and everything else. And some people even lost their life, unfortunately. And not yet, you know, I'm not saying that here, you know, God forbid. But but we know historically people were challenged for just making the wrong statement, right? Uh, we're living in a more open world, I guess, and so there is opportunity. Uh, but but it is definitely something. Why not? I mean, if you want the world to be better, there is ways. And sometimes that's what you want. Like, is there really uh, a mission here to help people or not? And that's a question that a lot of people would ask. Unfortunately, not everybody is open about it. Nobody's going to, you know, challenge the world about it. You know, not everybody is willing to actually go there. Uh, but but there are a few people that here and there that may, may make the statements and talk about things. Uh, and they do, and and you're doing the work. Like I said, if you if the work is established in a way that is gonna start changing dynamics one thing at a time and showing some results, people are gonna listen. There's alternative medicine, right? Not everybody goes to standard medicine. They go to you know uh, Eastern medicine, Ayurvedic stuff, naturopathic stuff. Mm-hmm. There's different ways, and not everybody. Sometimes people try the the regular route and it's not working. They find some other ways to cure. This will be just another al- alternative. I mean, it's really if if you think about it as an alternative source, it's not a dangerous source. Can it be, you know, uh, a life changing or transferring the world eventually? It should be. It would be. I mean, it, once it's it's proven, you know, in a larger scale. But I, we're not there yet, so that's the good news. So you, it's it's just using it as an alternative with a lot of folks that actually may choose that. And I think that's where we're going. A lot of people today are looking into more natural, more health wise, more technology that is not harmful, and 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 moving away slowly but surely from all that. You know. So you you were in a good time. <laughs> this is a good time. I, I believe so. It's it's a time of opportunity. That's the way I look at it. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So so Tom, I I'm looking at at, at multiple programs that you actually you know have okay. under the Scala Energy business. So so we have amino acid pro, protein program, female hormone program, male hormone program, minerals and precious stones, addictive behavior, chemical detox, and so on and so forth. There's a lot of stuff here. Endorphin and neurotransmitters. You know, these are all the different things that you actually have already established. Correct. Correct. So let me speak to that. For instance, endorphins and neurotransmitters. What do I mean by that program? I can take a photograph of dopamine, a photograph of dopamine, and then I can download it or I can communicate with that photograph of dopamine with my photograph. Now, keep in mind, this is a sharing of information. So the endorphin and neurotransmitter program will impart the energy of dopamine, other types of acetylcholine, other types of neurotransmitters. And what is the result? People are happier usually. When we can, if you will, flood the quantum body with with dopamine, acetylcholine, and and different types of serotonin, different types of happy chemicals, Mm-hmm. The upshot is that people are happier or they have a greater attention span. And, and again, it's another application of scalar energy, taking this energy and assembling an endorphin. That's what I do with this energy. It allows me to actually take the existing elements and reassemble, rearrange those elements into dopamine. 
So the body, the quantum body becomes a dopamine factory. Wow. Well, so a, a question, I mean, now you, you refer to all this being done through a photo, but what would it be if someone actually wants to physically be there? It would, I think the, the result would be identical. And the reason I say that, because there's no space or time with scanner energy, whether you're a, a thousand miles away or whether you're right in my instrument. When I've worked with my instrument, the effect is the same as when somebody is working on me through my photograph. So wow. distance does not matter. You know, again, in the quantum field, everything is interconnected. So there is no, there is no time and distance in a quantum field. All right, so so I, that even makes it more attractive. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to travel. Yes. I don't have to go anywhere. You don't. I, you know, yeah. I'm just, you know. Exactly. You know, I, I receive collages like this all day long from people around the world. Today I received a collage from Africa, probably 500 people on one collage. That's typical. No. In my laboratory today, I work with 500,000 photographs of people. I work with half a million people by way of photographs today. And they all have different conditions. They all have different, you know, problems. And, yes. uh, but it's all in the cellular level. It's all at, you know, yes. but, but you do have some diagnoses for them, of course, right? So you know what they have physically. I, I, see, I don't want to diagnose and that gets into the medical realm. So I don't consider myself a medical professional. I let the, I let the energy heal. I let God's energy heal. If I just no. keep it separate, no, no. What I what I what I meant is when they send you the collage of the photos. I mean, you do need or they identify what their issues are. Usually not, because my programs are standardized. Got it. And I can guarantee the standardized approach. I can't guarantee. You know, there's over forty thousand chronic diseases, so I can guarantee my approach. So irrelevant, just the photo and whatever they have will be That's the it. energy will will seek it. Yes, just send in your photograph. Because it's a new science. This I is love, not, medi it's not you. medical science. You, you have to make that distinction. You know, a lot of people say, well, can you identify this? Well, medically, you can with the biology of a person. Now, have you ever sent your photograph to a dentist? No. This is a new science. Mm -hmm. Well, again, to your point, if you're talking about energy and quantums and cell level, uh, you know, uh, everything is, is, again, going back to that subatomic level we all have the same thing right and so and that energy is free-flowing i mean you know i i, I do have a, a different approach to to this world that we live in and you know we basically live through a projection and i refer to it as the avatar so i mean that's just my way of looking at it i mean i understand it you know we if you're spiritual you would know that you know we all refer to the soul as a spiritual you know being or like the higher being or our like who we are and i mean so there's that and then there is the the ghost in the machine that we've heard in in in, in, in from the greek mythology right you know there's someone running this and and but but what is that you what what is that being that's the energy right that's the source from god and, and so there's that concept so there's different ways to look at it and when you you get deeper to this it gets a little lost and most people would not comprehend what that comes from but the idea is that from just the simple physics that we all can you know relate to we all have the same basic elements, electrons, protons, right? Nucleus, this, that, the other quarks. Those are the, the elements of every cell. And therefore, those are not attached to, to a physical world, you know, specifically. As a matter of fact, there is no, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like I was reading something about physics, and I even stated this in just a, a recent show. You know, 
the world that we, as we know it, we, the material world as we know it, we think it's physical material, but when you look at physics and everything is electrons and protons floating around, there's magnitude of space and very small element to the, mat the matter itself. So it's really not materialistic, yes. it's more yes. space and, and empty. Yeah. Exactly. You look at the universe, most of it is non-physical. Most of it is, is information, energy. Very, a very small percentage of the universe is actually mass, an electron or a proton or a neutron for that matter. So what does that mean? Well, the way God designed the universe, it's an informational universe. The, I call it the caboose. The very end of the train is mass, matter. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, so what's the next big thing for Tom? I mean, what, what, where are we at right now? I mean, what do you, what is the next stage in terms of, I guess, making I, your your lab, you know, much larger scale and maybe having a lot more approach to it than people utilizing the services? I've got to get the word out. So again, thank you for this opportunity. I have to get the word out. Now, keep in mind, I'm one individual, uh, and I don't have a lot of money. I don't have the ability to advertise. So. I, the only way I can get this out is by podcast, by word of mouth. Once the ball gets rolling, I think many people will jump on board. And then, then we'll go to the point where we can start working with a billion people a year. I want to treat a billion people a year by way of their photograph. That really is not an outlandish statement. That, that is quite tenable if people help me. I could easily assume a million photographs a day, easily. Well, so I, I just a question. I mean... What, what would, I mean, someone can ask, well, you have access to TikTok and to Facebook, Instagram with, with, yes. with the whole universe, you know, does this yes. work just, just like you want it? I mean, you have to be a consent. I'm assuming you can't just do well, it. With, with, yeah. With their consent. But, you know, again, we, we offer 15 days of free sessions. Anybody can visit our website and send in a family collage. Sometimes people will send me in six, seven photographs of one family member. So once this catches on, we will be, the Facebook of quantum healing. How's that? <laughs> All right. Well, just, just let's let's leave the Facebook out so we don't want them to actually <laughs> you okay. know, have a challenge with you. But 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 definitely, yeah. you know, just just the book <laughs> for quantum we'll, healing. <laughs> it will be the social media of quantum healing. How's that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> but no. But I I, I listen. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, you do have a calling. You do have uh, something that is that is working you've experienced it now are you doing demos like i mean literally like you know live demos or videos where you can literally turn things away you know maybe if you put it because i think that will change also the dynamics for people if they see it in in real action like here's okay. like you that, that bulb that you showed us right now i mean if imagine if we did that in real time i mean people will probably have a whole different approach to it i mean they'll be more open i guess I, i'm just just yeah. curious I, i've done that before and it, it does catch on but Sadly, my reach is only maybe with 500 or 1,000 people at a time. If I could show that demonstration to a million people, it would catch on overnight. So to answer your question, I have shown videos of the illumination of light bulbs and, and other anomalies in, in my laboratory. Um, that's one of the pathways that I want to proceed by way of introduction to this groundbreaking research. Um, and uh, it's one day at a time. Right now, we're still at one day at a time. I have to pay my dues. Well, it's it's listen. It's the right approach, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you, you gotta crawl before you walk, right? I mean, so it's it's just the way it is, and and it's to catch on to people. But but again, people are hungry for new stuff, for for new ways, for alternative means to cure or just to live, you know, a better life. I mean, 
you know, in a storm, whatever, you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, floods and stuff because all your systems will be operational. I mean, there's a lot of good utilization that can be, you know, from 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 your practice here, from your there, there's two levels. There's the level of the medical piece of it, which can be challenging, but the which will be very nice if you don't have any resistance. The other one is really from utilizing the the actual concept of uh, scalar energy in in technology. That will only be an improvement, and I don't think it will be challenging because you can have alternative ways, and this will be just another way to do things, right? So I think you have a probably a better shot there in terms of access, you know, and and getting moving, you know, movement faster than than on the medical side, just because one is a lot more tangible than the other one in in, in terms of the realm of how people can see it. Uh, and that's just my my opinion, you know. I mean, again, for what it's worth. <laughs> You know, thank you for seeing the big picture once again, Hurricane. Thank you for seeing that this is easy. There's no barrier to entry. You know, many industries, many technologies, it's, it's cumbersome. There's nothing difficult about uploading a photograph. All people need to do is email us a photograph. So I can see how in the future we're going to take off. We're going to spread like wildfire. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Tom, I want to go out of the limb here. Listen, yeah. I, you know, some people may have, Good feel about Elon Musk. Some people may not, and I'm not judging. I'm I'm typically a, you know a good fan of his approach to the world and how he does. Have you reached yeah. out to him? I mean, seriously. I mean, he wants Have to go to more. Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah. No, I've no, I've dude. Not. No. I'm telling I have, you. I've no. I, I have no. Just I put a put a tweet for him. He listen. He is he is that kind of open. I think that he is. He is open to going to Mars. I mean, imagine what what your technology can do. He has the means. He needs alternative. Medic. I mean, you'll get access to it through him faster than anybody else. Maybe I don't know. I, no, just, that's, that's, if he's serious, big, big. If, if Elon Musk is serious minded, then I'll work with him. I'll work with anybody. I'm but, an but, open book. But but really, he wants to. I mean, he's obviously in SpaceX. He's he wants to go to Mars. I mean, the only way to go to Mars is you have. The, I think the challenge we have today is the energy to produce. You know. Uh, thrust to get there and, and get there sooner but also the the concept of living on mars or at least having some sort of a colony there would require energy that is available guess what mars still has sun so we it may be a little further but doesn't matter they still have the sun that means they can still use the same technology so from a tech perspective that is a, that is the best thing and imagine you can cure things while you're there <laughs> i think it has a dual opportunity i'm just saying just just listen if you get big you know remember me <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know like you, you know i always i always thought about one thing in my life is that there's no idea that is too small there's right. not there's no idea that is stupid um you know you never know you unless you try right and so it's like I said, it was literally just something that came out of mind because I, I know how he is in terms of his approach to the world. And, you know, he is open minded to a degree. Now, I don't know how he will navigate, you know, the challenges, but but if it's used for that specific purpose, because, again, I, I know from science, there is discussions about singularities and, you know, I mean, testing it out and, you know, time travel, time, time travel, all the stuff, wormholes and all the stuff is not, you know. It's not fiction it's science and there's studies about these things that are happening this is not any different it's just an added variation of it and someone can use that if it's already ready to make ready to to roll you have the you have the actual prototype now you just need it to get to the next level well with enough money and back in you know in the right space literally i mean no pun intended <laughs> it would work better to imagine people traveling and and testing it out you know going back to the moon i don't know again 
for people watching and listening i know there are some people that say we've never been to the moon i'm not judging i'm not giving my opinion about it whether we did or not it's irrelevant <laughs> but the fact is you know there is that realm is it worth it for us to go to, to space that's a question that we can talk about another day maybe a lot of the technology we use today is used prior because they do actually do a lot of stuff in nasa and military and things and we get that gps the fact that we have gps and we can roll around right now with google stuff and google maps is something that somebody thought about 50 years ago all right technology so right. the technology yeah. that's used for space awesome. yeah the technology that's used for space space exploration has been actually a a, a key of our you know progress on earth and, and and households so you never know so all i'm saying is that it's an opportunity why not listen today tom is still looking for opportunity but but tomorrow maybe i'm telling you dude literally you look at elon musk and to it back to him message him maybe he'll see it <laughs> the, key, the key in transportation in the future is anti-gravity scalar energy is the cause of gravity so You'll have to negate gravity, and in so doing, you can travel anywhere without any consumption of fuel. So, fuel, frankly, fuel—a source of fuel—is passe. No, That's I agree. Trying, yeah, I, and, no, and I, 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 I get it. I, yeah. Well, listen. I mean, we—if we—if we can have wormholes and, and and you know wormholes rather, and and be able to do that, we can do that, right? But um, we're not there yet. But. This is like the alternative, right? Instead of doing a fuel, you know, you need these boosters to boost you up. And six months before you get to, let's say, to Mars, you got an actual cell that is running that is not going to stop for thousands of years. Well, I'm sure it will take you back and forth. So, again, you still have to go through the, the, the fabric of space and, you know, and all that stuff. But the idea is that it will be faster, or at least you don't have to worry about that explosive energy. Now, uh, is there a risk of explosion? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a physician, uh, so I can't. I, uh, physicist, <laughs> not physician, physicist. So, so I, I'm not sure what that is. But again, there are people that are, you know, specializing in this. I mean, you and plenty more. Uh, and again, when you get to that world, that whole discussion becomes different. All I'm saying, it's an opportunity. <laughs> so that's <Yes>. it. <laughs> thank, thank you. You're, you're really expansive. I like the way you think. You, you see, you know, the fact that we have 1x today, we have a functioning scalar energy model. And if we just, again, extrapolate and work upon that, and what that means in the future, where we're going to be in five years, in 10 years. So this is doable. Why is it tenable? Well, we've already accomplished it at a miniature level, not on a global level, but at a local miniature level. Yes, we've done so. You know, you and I are talking right now, but we are actually the fruit of one cell. Well, I would say, you know, the first human cell, right? That's formed. And then the mitosis, mitosis, and all the stuff happens. And then boom, boom, boom. And we're, we're talking live, right? So it's one little thing. And then the rest is history. You got a prototype. You got something that works. Why not? Uh, you know, to your point, next scale, big, 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 big. I mean, even look at the computers. They, they started with like a full room to have one computer. Now we carry them in our pockets, right? So so yes. everything starts somewhere at whatever scale that it requires, and then it just changes over time with adaptation and the right minds behind it. You never know who those people are. But again, you gotta be out, you're out there, you're vocal about it, you're sharing the wealth, and I'm sure somebody's gonna feed into it, somebody's gonna see the value. Again, I, I cannot believe that I'm the only one who's seeing the big picture because I'm not that smart, but there are smarter people that I'm sure they can so see. You're, you're a smart man. You 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 get the big picture. You're you're 
you you have quite a scientific mind and you see you you can extrapolate so, you know some people they just don't they can't abstract they're they're not that's not their gift no but that's fine but i'm saying i'm sure there's plenty more if anything that can see it even clearer than i do right but but those are the ones that that need to see it it's like like everything else right all it takes is one person to really see the value of what you're doing i mean this channel i mean many when i started i didn't even know someone's gonna even want to be on the show with me or or you know but now i have a little over half a million people that are actually catching on on in these shows so yeah. it's slowly but surely but but it's you believe in what you have and you build from there and nothing's gonna stop you right i mean you can have forces that kind of inhibited whatever your progress but but if you ally with the right folks i think you can chat you can you can kind of almost work around the 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 the, 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 the resistance <laughs> yeah, you, you are god bless you you are just a breath of fresh air and and, and uh the, the way you and i have approached this conversation the thank you for giving you know uh the credence that that this science demands you know here's here's where we're going speaking about uh transportation i'm sharing this video excuse me this photograph there's a scientist by the name of Grabenikov. He developed a scalar energy platform. Now on the left, he's on the ground with this platform. And then he would start to operate this platform. And you can see on the right how Grabenikov is levitating. He's floating off the ground. You could see the shadow. That he's hovering. Been. He's hovering. Yep. Now, that's not a combustion engine. That's not a, a oil or gas. That's, that's not rocket propulsion. Rabinikov simply negated gravity. gravity. Scalar energy can negate gravity, producing anti-gravity. Now, on that platform, purportedly, Rabinikov said he could travel up to 900 miles an hour without any G-force. Take a good look at him levitating there. This has been documented. And he wanted, Rabinikov wanted to present to the world this anti-gravity instrument. Now, that is how you travel to the moon. Hurricane. That is how you travel about with this anti-gravity platform. It's safe because you cannot have an accident if you don't have gravity. You cannot have a collision in an anti-gravity field. So that's the safest way to travel. It's it's clean. It's inexpensive. And obviously, all you're doing is, is negating gravity. And in so doing, you can travel anywhere in the world. Or eventually, you'll be able to travel to the moon with anti-gravity instruments. What 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 you're looking at is really the 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 future cars where we always see yes. them you know floating and as opposed to to and there is no it's not it's not uh like the what do you call it not drones like you know which we do have some of those hovers with like with actual you know propulsion but this will be just anti gravity by the way this concept is used in bullet trains in some of the, the, the like yeah. Japan you know that's what it is it's just it negates the whole hyperloop concept is based on the same concept of you know the gravity issues right so so these things are actually real like to your point it's just utilization and whether you get a nice little i guess appetite for and who's got the appetite for exploring these things but they're available you're definitely in the right track for what what the future needs listen that discussion i mean you are more scientists than than i am and certainly if you come across the right minds with the right funding i think i think the rest is history <laughs> I, I think you're right it's it's just you, you know you could see how, how we're building up to what they call critical mass or or the 100th monkey and as as a number of people see this and start resonating with this prospect 
of, of improving the world condition, that's what I'm all about, then many people will climb on board. And, and it's, it's a matter, it's really a fait accompli at this time. Well, listen, you're doing it and that's all matters. You believe in it and that's all matters. And, and frankly, I mean, if we go back to the concept of where this is started and which is you believe, and that's the other part. If you have God in your corner, I think I don't think anybody can challenge you. <laughs> right. you know? I, I've got Jesus in my corner. That's the key. Right? So, so that's 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 the biggest piece of this, right? And and uh, you know, people sometimes they they kind of disconnect those two elements, and you know, we don't put that you know credit to where it's due. And uh, but like I said, you're 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 doing the right thing. You're doing something that can change lives. And you know what? Who knows? I mean, we live live long enough to see this happening. And like I said, I'll be like, damn, I remember Tom when he started and he was still, you know, building his momentum. Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I hope that maybe I have something to do with it as well. But uh it is all about keeping a legacy. As a matter of fact, one of the shows I just had was about legacy and in in the whole meaning of it, whether it's business, personal life, and so on and so forth. So this is stuff that is, you know, amazing. And you don't realize what it is uh, as simple as ideas. And then you see them. I'm going to give you a, a true story. The concept of like the the dash door, I mean, door dash and all the stuff. I started a company a few years back. I just didn't have enough money to pursue it further. And that's exactly what that concept is today. <laughs> you know, had I had someone to back it up, then I would have been the first DoorDash. Now, obviously, I didn't pursue it long enough. Maybe I gave up too soon. Uh, lesson learned for me. But the idea, you never know what that big next big idea is. And then then you right. see it in, in fruition. And you know how many people's like, damn, that was your concept. Why didn't you pursue it? It's not meant yeah. to be for me. But it proves that your ideas can go somewhere as long as you can yeah. keep up with them. Just don't give up on it. Yeah, thank you. An idea never dies. You're absolutely right. An idea is organic, and it does indeed transcend time and space. And and sooner or later, that idea will be capitalized upon. People will realize what what that means. So, you know, with with this long history of Tesla and Hieronymus and other inventors, Moray and Grabenikov, the time is coming. You, you cannot suppress this technology much longer. No. No government force will be able to suppress this much longer. Uh, again, not much longer, but they, they still have the, the overhead or the upper hand, I would say, in terms of at least the time frame. But but if if someone sees the value in it, you know, from utilization, I think that's the, the angle. I mean, I'm in sales. And it's all about creating that that urgency and to see the need for for what it is. If they see it and they stick and there is a uh, either a uh, a protective, you know, concept to it. Uh, you, you remember also, I mean, we are always competitive when it comes to defending our realms and world, right? And the first person to get to any technology that is the future is the person that actually has better control. So that's a good angle to actually pitch. <laughs> you know, be the first one to to harness this energy so you can be ahead of the game. You know, uh, it's not destructive, but we can use it to 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 be more advanced than anybody else. And so, so there is that too. I mean, it's all about how you you know position you know the discussion, and it changes dynamics for how they people see it. They can see it this way. They can see it this way. The angle that I just proposed right now can be a lot more lucrative and more appealing to anybody, government or otherwise, right? So it can no. change the dynamics. That, that's all there is. <laughs> all so, right, man. So I'm going to suggest that uh, wait a year and I'll let, let me amass some more clinical studies and, and uh, advance the science and bring me back in a year. And I'll, 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 have, I'll have a follow-up for you, sir. 
you, 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 see where, you see where this is going. You see it. I see it, and I, I have no doubt it's not. It, it's going to work. I know it's going to work. Like I said, with a little bit more backing, I mean, research is everything, and it's usually good funding that makes it happen, and you already have everything. You have the function. It's multiplying it right now. Right, it's exactly. Scaling, scaling it up to, to the larger. That's yes. it. And so that's, you know, the first part was the hardest. This is the easy part. You have money, you can buy anything you want. I mean, it's like having you know, a small house and you're going to a mansion, you can, everybody can afford them. I can get into a mansion once they have the money for it. Yeah. Everybody can drive a Rolls Royce <laughs> once they have the money, but you don't always have that money. But when you have it, you, whatever you want to do with it, you can do. So same concept here. You just got to get to the Rolls Royce of, of your prototype. <laughs> you know, I, I, I look at this as a money saver. If, if we can eradicate pathogens, we, we should be able to save billions of dollars in medical costs and obviously lives. So you're going to see how this produces a new economy. Scalar energy is a new economy that's going to happen. Again, it'll change the world. It would, but but here's the thing, Tom. I think I think the idea is that uh, you know like there's always a trade-off, right? If we're going to introduce this, what will that mean? Like we have to give like all right. the different options of you're right. What, where where right. this is not going to affect all the other there, industries. There's that many are downstream consequences. You're absolutely right. So so, but now what I'm saying is like if we can turn like okay, it's compete against this. So this is how it might not. You know, it's mm -hmm. compete against that. This is how it might not. So we give alternative ways where people can see it as a positive, not a negative. Then you take all that 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 resistance out, and then now you have all the support you want. See, they just have to see it for what it's worth, and then for for like you know. Cup half full as opposed to cup half empty. And so if you can show people what it can do, and economically yes. speaking, it can just still, listen, the world is about money, unfortunately. And so if we can show that this technology is going to still produce enough revenue to all these entities, then there is no problem. You can convert any energy to the next day because they're going to see that they're going to make money out of it. They can charge right. for it, right? You're, <laughs> you're, you're right. And I envision a new industry now. A hundred years ago, there was no computer industry, obviously. That, that's right. Now, you and I are having a conversation through a computer. Obviously, computers are indispensable to society. So this will go the way of the computer. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll start small, so to speak, but the world will uh, realize the benefit of scalar energy. And eventually, this will be a gigantic industry, a new and emerging science that will change the course of history. Hey, listen, I'm happy just to be part of that piece of the history where I just had to see the value of it. And that's good enough for me. I'll take that, you know, as as a good part of if my check, you know, like I was there when it was, you know, uh, preconceived and just, just in its early infancies. And I'm, that's a beautiful feeling itself. So, you know, me just sitting on this side, I feel good about it. You are, are, are the, the head behind it and the brain behind it. I mean... I can just imagine where you're, you're and I, by the way, I do believe in where you think because that's how I think about my world here and my media company. So same concept, just the idea of like, you can see what it is in a few years and many people may not even believe in it because they just don't have the same vision. And unfortunately, right. the good news is I personally don't care <laughs> how, you know, some may not see it, but I do know and I'll do whatever it takes to get it to where it needs to be. And I know you're going to do exactly the same. And uh, yes. there will be people that will see the value. All right, Tom. So I know that you you do have a special for our audiences. Um, yeah. In order to prove my work, I want people to send in their photograph. You prove it to yourself. So you're going to email us your photograph once again, scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, 
scalarlight.com. Send your photograph in. We will balance your chakras. We'll, we'll identify those microbes and eliminate those microbes. And we can also create nutrients. So you, the audience, take me up on this offer. There's no obligation. Scalarlight.com. Visit the website. You upload your photograph. Then you tell us how you feel. <laughs> you can't beat that. I mean, it, you know, you upload. We upload results. You I'm, upload. A, I'm a researcher. I, researchers believe in results. I won't be long-winded. Why be long-winded? Yes or no? Will this work? I, but I love it because you know what? I mean, we we upload pictures voluntarily to all social media any moment. <laughs> we Snapchat like ten thousand times a day, right? So let's just Snapchat one and send it up to the site. Again, you never know, folks. Um, you know, like I said, I have not tested it, but but certainly it's an opportunity to see what it is. I think the worst case, nothing happens to me, but the good news is it happens to me and I feel better. Why not? I mean, if I tell you right now, there's a nice little drink that if you took this drink, you're going to feel good for the next day, not even the next life. Would you not take it? I would. Right. And I think everybody would. So that's, that's all I see. That's, that's how I see it personally. So uh, you will get my picture. <laughs> okay. Please, please do so. And, um, and again, I, I thank you for being open to this hurricane. Um, you see the gigantic prospect here. You know, again, when you're working with energy, energy is dependable. And that's what I've developed with this energy. This energy can perform functions, scientific functions. So join me in this journey. Okay, this is not my opinion. Energy follows the laws of science. And, and indeed, these instruments will produce great benefit to mankind. Um, that's all there is. I think I think that's a good advice for people, um, and we're we're exceeded the hour, way exceeded the hour. But it was all intriguing, and it was a, an interesting, you know, discussion. Um, it's a really different from your typical shows. If you're watching, listening right now, you're probably like, "Whoa, this is this is a whole next level stuff." But you know what? Next level has to happen, and sometimes we have to just again scale up ourselves and and get to the next realm. And uh, it's called. It's called evolution, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's uh, as a matter of fact, you know, our motto at the channel is time to evolve. And this is evolution. Yeah. So we evolve into the, the next realm or the next level understanding of our world. So um, I'm going to shut up because <laughs> I can talk for another hour easy. Uh, so, Tom, it, it's been real. Thank you so much for being Pleasure, with sir. us, for sharing your, your world. I mean, this is your baby, your world and your dream and uh, it is coming true so um, we will look forward to that that year from now to actually do it so we're what's today march 12 13 somewhere yeah uh, 14. 14 so yeah so so maybe next year about the same time we'll have a, a follow-up and let's see where we are with this and uh you know i'm sure by then uh things will be much better and uh much bigger so uh looking forward to it um folks thank you, thank thank you for being uh you're welcome Folks, thank you for being with us, for watching, for listening, and hope you enjoyed this. And do take uh, Tom's uh, offer. You're not going to lose anything. Um, of course, if you believe in, if you're, you know, you don't want to share your picture, obviously, you know, you, we're not enforce, enforcing this or forcing on anyone. It is a no obligation uh, concept, but but do things. I mean, I'm sometimes worth testing stuff, you know, and uh, that's all there is. Seeing is believing. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. I'm Hurricane Age. Bye for now.